eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of the Love of the Star podcast. I am one half of this podcast. Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by uh, my much better half, uh, Brian Broadus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout and uh, co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, 2 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Brian, how are things? Are you are you just totally missing football out here? What do you think? <laughs> I know, that's such a I mean, you, you know, it's so, it's, I'm, I'm excited that I get to call the game with Brad on Saturday to get to be a part of that again. But right now, I mean, these last two days, a kicking situation. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we had you on today on the G Bag Nation, and you were talking about offensive production. I mean, the, you know, this is the time you do get that FOMO where you're like, I, I'd give anything to be out there. I really would. And you know, maybe another time. I think I was talking with Gavin Spittle, uh, our big boss here in, in Dallas, yeah. about. Hey, can we stay longer next time, you know, kind of a thing? So we'll see. Right now it's not doing me any good, but we're doing what we have to do. Uh, you know what? Uh, here, here's what I'll say. If you guys as listeners of Love of the Star want full training camp coverage from Brian Broadus, then y'all need to blow this up. You need to share it with all your friends and make it into such a moneymaker for Odyssey that they have to keep Brian out there the whole time. That's clearly the I'll solution I'll tell you what I appreciate. I do appreciate everybody that listens to podcasts. That you know, if if Diggs talks about being, you know, tri- Twitter being toxic, that text thing that we have at our station will be that's toxic too. So I don't know if if everybody wants me out there covering practice, but uh, I, I think I do. do I, I appreciate you. The ones of you guys that hate me, uh, I'll do my very best. I promise you, I'll get better. Our listeners are overwhelmingly positive. I, I have uh, not seen any negative comments yet. So, uh, not yet. Not you know, yet. Must be doing something right. In the there words you go. Of, uh, hey, no, seriously, Bob, thanks to everybody that has been listening. And, and, I mean, from the bottom of my heart, I mean, 
I think this is only going to get better as we get into the season. We get to, you know, get to talk about more things. I'm around the team more. Bobby's around the team a ton. I, I only see this podcast getting better as we go along. So I wanted to talk about two guys that have really stood out to me. Before we jump into the kicker news, before we touch on, honestly, next segment we'll talk a little bit about the Joe Witt situation. There's a lot of stuff that's been happening. Yeah, that's um, interesting, the Joe Witt thing. Yeah, but before we, before we dive into that kind of stuff for next segment, uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of guys that have flashed for me uh, the last couple days, the, these last few practices out here in Oxnard. Um, since you guys went back to Dallas, two defensive players who I think had been pretty anonymous and one of them who was actually getting burned pretty bad. Uh, but the first one I'll start with, Israel Mukwamu had a really great day of practice. Oh, I cut him today, Bob. Don't tell me that today. He was he was fantastic. Brian, you know what he did? He did what you love. He took somebody in the slot, CeeDee Lamb, and he carried him on the drag route across the field which I know is one of your scouting. Hey, if you can carry receivers inside on routes, you've got my vote. So, But it's funny because I was talking about Bell and how he separated uh, from uh, Coral and also McQuamu. Yes, yes so, he has. I, mean, I feel like there's a gap there, and he was one of those guys today in Krusty's corner at 240 that I felt like needed to kind of pick his game up, and it, it's nice to hear he had a good practice today. Before Joe Witt uh, had, had gone virtual, and again, we'll get into that next segment, he had mentioned over the weekend, apparently mentioned Mukwamu as a guy who who he liked. And then when he came out here in this practice, he took CeeDee Lamb on the drag route to the middle of the field and then was on him the whole time and then swatted the ball down. There you go. Uh, let CeeDee Lamb hear it too. Stood right in front of him and barked at him. And then uh, also came down during red zone drills, Will Greer, had, uh, you know, broken the pocket, tried to throw to Peyton Hendershot in the corner, and again, got his hand right in between uh, Peyton Hendershot's hands and stripped the ball out. Had a really good day in coverage, which I think that's some of the corner tendencies of, of uh, Israel McQuam, which is what he was at South Carolina. I think that's some of the corner traits coming out uh, when you see that. So so maybe that's another thing that they could view him as. Maybe they view him as another corner type of guy because they did have him in the slot against Lamb. So maybe he's a flexible guy, and that way they could justify, hey, we can keep an extra safety because he can do some other things. Bobby, he's made zero plays until today. He, he Well, he he was – I'm telling you, Joe Witt was talking about him over the weekend, and then Monday he flashes. I'm just saying it's worth it's worth noting. Bro. You, you know what's interesting? I got to say this is fascinating to me, we, and we'll talk more in depth about what Will McClay said during his media session on Monday night, but this was interesting. They asked him to, to – named the undrafted free agents that have stuck out to him. And he had three. Uh, and then he added Peyton Hendershot when somebody brought him up. But he had three. One of them, Marquise Bell. One of them, Dennis Houston, which I... Wow. You know, what, you, know, you know what I'm hearing around the team is the reason for the Dennis Houston thing, apparently? What's that? Is that it's, it's stuff we can't pick up on. It's apparently he is always in the right place where he's supposed to be on his routes. And that I guess that there's some stuff that maybe we don't know if Tolbert's running the right route or if he's in the right spot is that they're really thrilled with a, his releases. That's something they they're impressed with. And they're apparently impressed with how much they can rely on him to be where he's supposed to be. How about make some plays? I'm telling you, how about make more catches than Simi Fajoko or make more catches than Noah Brown? I I don't, 
I don't disagree with you, but you know who the third one was that he he brought up on his own, and I was very surprised because this is the first time I heard the name all camp. Well, you said Bell, right? Yeah, Marquise Bell and Dennis Houston, defensive tackle Mika Tafua from Utah. Okay. Who is not Tafua, Tafua chases every ball. He chases number 52, right? Yeah, I think yeah. I'm right about that. Yep, yep, you he, are. He chases every single ball. No matter where it is, I mean, if you're watching the tape every night, you're probably going, oh, hey, who's the 52 hustling? Who's the 52 that's, you know, I, I again, that's good. I mean, if that, if they're, if those are the guys who are talking about, you know, the thing with Houston, they, they've I mean, been pushing. He Houston gets a lot that. of first team looks. Yeah. You know, and, and are they playing it because he's, because he's smart, he's not going to bust, and all that. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But I, the thing with that defensive tackle, though, he he is a hustling, try hard dude. When you went to pull Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy got asked about him in his press conference on Tuesday and couldn't say enough nice things about him too. Yeah, so that's, that's still the guy. watching. See, that's, that's a, the thing I miss. You know, we have not. The thing, yeah. That's where I miss working for DallasCowboys.com yeah. because I always got to watch practice tape, you know, yeah. and and those are the kinds of things you pick up when you're watching tape. Yeah, and so that's a name that maybe we need to talk more about because, and that's already a crowded defensive line room, but that was a guy that Will McClay hey, had to go whispers. out of his break. There's whispers about them trading Tristan Hill. Did you hear yeah. that today? Yeah, I've heard whispers about Hill or and or Basham. Oh, uh, Basham. Basham, I can understand. Hill's actually played pretty well for these guys. But also, I mean, you know, at what point is it going to click? Like, like, you remember Taco Charlton. When they finally walked away from Taco Charlton, he played well in that preseason. Yeah. And so, I mean, they, they've not been afraid to walk away from it before. Uh, speaking of guys that, you know, they haven't been afraid to, uh, or, or a guy that I guess they have been afraid to walk away from, because I personally would have done it over the, uh, the summer, a guy who had a fantastic day today. I mean... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am all about, honestly, trying to point and say, there you go. There, The play doesn't match up. Just let go of Kelvin Joseph because Kelvin Joseph, I think, is never going to grow up. That that's a, Or at least isn't going to grow up in a timely manner for what the Dallas Cowboys want to do. Um, and so I, I'm always looking at, like, good. If the play doesn't match and the maturity doesn't match, just move on. Don't, don't waste your time with this. And so I, I've always got eyes on him to see how he's playing. And, uh, man, they're – I couldn't say anything critical about Kelvin Joseph today. He was awesome. Uh, he was sticking to everybody in these one-on-one drills. He was getting his hand. In, it was like four straight reps on goal line passes that he broke up. Whoa. I mean, he, he was incredible out there today. All right, Bob. You, We both were kind of hearing that he had a rough offseason. I'm not just talking about what happened Right. You know, in Dallas with all that that he, you know, that they was not charged with. 
But were you hearing things about him getting a late start into the offseason programs and there were a little bit of doubts about him and stuff like that? Yeah, so typically, uh, uh, some fans may not know this, you're limited the amount of interaction you get with the coaching staff during the offseason. So that's why so many of these players have personal trainers or skill trainers or, or whatever else um, to work with them during the offseason. It's to get in that extra work and prepare for their their time with the coaching staff when they get to see them later in, in the offseason. And so uh, it, I had just heard some chatter that Kelvin Joseph did not get started in that respect till way late in the summer. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and, and that's troubling given you know I, I think some of their issues with his maturity and everything else I, I I think that outside of just the off the field concerns they want him to learn how to be a pro they want him to learn how to be a professional football player emphasis on professional what does it mean to be a professional what does it mean to handle your business how to prepare your body during the offseason things like that and I had heard he, he didn't do great with that this offseason and then I, I've heard that at times there's been a little bit of little bit of headbutting with Al Harris, the, the quarterback. A little bit. Yeah. And, and, and Al Harris, I, I'm sure you know from your time in the league, Al Harris was a, a, a salty personality. It's part of what he made was. him. He sure was. It's part of what made him such a good football player. And it's part of what probably brings out, you know, uh, good things in certain players. But, you know, it's like uh, – it's like Jimmy Johnson used to say that like you don't necessarily treat all your kids the same. You you parent them tailored to what they need. And that's, you know, one of those things where I'm sure the Al Harris method gets it out of some people. I don't know that it gets it out of Calvin Joseph. And so I think that that's caused a little bit of friction. But, you know, they're they're working through it and he had a great practice today. So that's at least an encouraging sign. Do you still have hope for Calvin Joseph's future here in Dallas? I do. I do. But I you know what? He needs to have more. You know, what are we 11 practices in 12 practices in oh, yeah you know it, it you know i'm impressed with a guy okay a, a guy like with noah brown i know i know noah brown's a six-year guy i get it but you know every day that guy does something every single day now let's see if it translates towards the regular season and you know all with that but i i needed kelvin joseph to be good from the jump. I yep. needed him to compete and put pressure, you know, on, uh, on Brown. I needed him to put pressure on Brown to maybe have to put pressure on Jordan Lewis. I, I just wanted these corners. I wanted him to be a part of this mix because I feel like all the starters have done a pretty good job. Now say what you want about the one-on-one -on -one stuff that happened the other day with Diggs. Which I, mean, I, I wrote an article about that over at 1053thefan.com. There you go. There you go. go check that article out, you know, on the website. But that's – that's I needed Kelvin Joseph to come in with that, to put all that stuff behind him that happened in downtown Dallas and then go be a football player. You know, that's what I needed from him. And it's good to hear that he at least had a productive day today. And let's see if he can – you know, when they get to the Denver – let's get to the Denver game. Let's see next week. You know, start putting practices together where I can rely on you. Yeah, I think that that's fair, and it's a, at least a good start. We'll see if he's able to to carry it over into, uh, you know, further practices and then into the regular season. Really quickly, you mentioned Noah Brown. He's continued to have a, a lot of really strong practices. The guy who just keeps hard charging and every day is making 
really tough contested catches, making making great catches, you know, where he's tapping his toes, you know, to stay in bounds. Simi Fajoko has completely leveled up since he got in pads. And, and Mike McCarthy and I talked about him that uh, that's a guy who he sees is making that second-year jump that you expect out of your players. But, man, Brian, that size, I mean, he's a, he's a 6'3", 225-pound guy that runs 4'4". Right. So I, I mean, with that body type and that athleticism, there's a lot of special traits there. They've just wanted to see consistency. And I got to say, out here at these practices, other than CeeDee Lamb, Simi Fajoko has looked like the best receiver on the team to me this week outside of CeeDee Lamb. Well, you know, and, and that's and that's good. I mean, that that's you, you absolutely have to have, you know, you had to have guys step up. You had to have Simi Fajoko step up. You had to have Noah Brown step up. You know, you have to have with – with the wide receiver situation, the room, the way it is, you know, Stephen Jones and the, the front office talks about not going out and getting somebody. I think it's more about that they feel like, and, and we've made news, you and I, on the podcast about talking about is Michael Gallup more sooner than later? Well, let's see. But the fact that they've got other guys stepping up, Brown, Fihoko, you know, and working against corners that I feel like they've had pretty good camps. I'm I, I that that makes me feel good that 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 people have actually stepped up because training camp. Everybody says, "Oh, well, that this guy got cut. This guy got cut." A lot of these players cut themselves. You know, Jonathan Garibay cut himself. He just didn't perform well enough. So you've got to find a way to keep stacking those days. You know, and being productive and give them a reason to keep you on the 53. And I think Simi Fajoko and Noah Brown, at least at wide receiver, and I know they got some banged up guys over there, at least they've given me some hope that they, they maybe can have some production out of those guys. Yeah, that's one thing as we look ahead to like what what are things that you can look forward to in these, you know, combined practices, which uh, I believe they'll have their first one before we talk to you guys next on Friday. Um, that's one thing that I think you should look out for is, do these practices from Noah Brown, TJ Vasher, Simi Fogo, some of these receivers, does it translate when they're up going against these other teams? Uh, you're listening to The Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.